Hey there all you pro-gun bullies and magnum packing patriots, you're watching Tap Rack Bang episode 12. I'm your host Ryan Frazier. With me as always is the Tactical Tackle, Tyler Witzke. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing terrific. We invite all of you pro-gun bullies. If you want to give a noogie to David Chipman, go ahead and hit that like button. To give a pantsing to Chuck Schumer, hit the subscribe button. And to give a good old-fashioned swirly to Sleepy Joe Biden, hit that Liberty Bell and sound the alarm of freedom every time we drop a Tap Rack Bang podcast so you're the first to know about it. Thank you very much. Yep. And don't want to forget that we are still giving away these stickers. Absolutely. So click the link down in the description. They free. They free. Stick them on your gun case, stick them on your gun safe, your car, anything you want. Anywhere. Absolutely. Last week, we, for T-shirt time, asked the pro-gun bullies out there, what was James Bond's first gun before he was issued his iconic Walther PPK? We had a winner below who's getting a free T-shirt for answering correctly. It's a Beretta 418 and 25 ACP. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of a pathetic little dinky thing. and. It's, it's good that he upgraded from that, but um, I don't I think times have changed and he ought to move on from the Walther PPK. Even I've argued that the um, HK VP9 SK is the, is the next gun that um, James Bond should have. You should comment below what you think James Bond should be wielding these days. But that's not the question for T-shirt time. The question this week for T-shirt time, what is the shortest lived primary service rifle in the history of the United States military? Comment below, you could win a free National Association for Gun Rights t-shirt if you're the first person in the YouTube comments to answer that correctly. Yep. Alrighty. Well, for our news today, we're going entirely legal for Tap Rack Bang, and we're bringing the Director of Policy and Research for the National Foundation for Gun Rights on the show to talk about the legal battles that NFGR is currently involved in. Stay tuned. All right, we got Hannah Hill here, Director of Research and Policy for the National Foundation for Gun Rights. Hannah, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Tyler? Not too bad. So, we touched on it last episode. We talked about San Jose, and uh, Hannah's got a little more uh, research about this case or what's going on in San Jose. So, uh, Hannah, give us a rundown on what's going on. What did you need that rundown by? So, a lot of fun stuff happening in San Jose. So, um... The city council voted unanimously to draft an ordinance imposing a gun violence tax on all law-abiding gun owners in the city. So, and also to mandate uh, liability insurance as well. Wow. So you're basically gonna have to pay, or to pay an annual fee, supposedly to cover the cost of gun violence for, you know, the criminals, and you're gonna have to carry a paper saying that you did it and that you have your, that you have your insurance. Have you heard of insurance? It's called insurance. And if you don't, they can take your guns. At least that's what they have in mind. So I think we should note that they're doing this deliberately. They're, they're spoiling for a fight here. They're mm -hmm. doing this oh, deliberately yeah. to get um, people like us involved. So we hate to disappoint. So <laughs> right. this is a cease and desist letter that we're drafting. Um, our lawyer is putting the finishing touches on it this morning. So we're going to basically be letting San Jose know um, if you do this, be prepared to meet us in court. Right. Oh, yeah. So essentially, they're taxing a your Second Amendment rights yes. here. Yes. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't dream of doing this to another right. Like, <laughs> no. Uh, like a uh, church attendance tax or um, a newspaper tax or anything right. like that, you know. 
no one else would do this for any other right except for of course the second amendment so if you can if you have to pay a tax to exercise it it's not a right at all and if this california city can get away with it then cities all over the country are going to be following suit so if we're going to stop this we have to stop it in california right definitely and another thing we talked about the last episode with this uh with san jose was that um this is essentially a tax on the lower class yep. and it's another hurdle for them right. to defend themselves. You know, they may be living in sketchy neighborhoods mm-hmm. and they're the ones that need that protection. Well, the interest it's interesting you bring that up. Now, obviously they're still drafting it. So all we have right now are ideas of what they want their lawyer to explore uh, putting in the final ordinance. But they are going to be putting in um, an exception if you're low income. Okay. So this is more going to be a middle class tax. Okay. So if it's, you're it's still punishing the law abiding for yeah, the exactly. acts of criminals. Right. So it's it's your fault if you're a law abiding gun owner that you know, gangsters and thugs out there are breaking mm-hmm. the law with guns. Right. right. So it's it's all it's all your fault. Yep. So nasty stuff coming out of San Jose. Yeah. Um, stay tuned to uh, the National Foundation for Gun Rights. Um, they'll keep you updated on everything happening. Right. Yeah. Well, as much fun as suing anti-gun cities and state governments is, the National Foundation for Gun Rights also likes to go to bat for law-abiding gun, owner, gun owners, especially ones who use firearms in self-defense. And sounds like we got exactly that situation going on in Michigan. Why don't you tell about that, Hannah? So it seems like all the really good gun owners defense fund cases come out of Michigan <laughs> because they're all about taking guns up there, apparently. Um, so imagine this, um, single mom, 30 years old, African-American, mother of four children. She's just sitting in her home one day, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And her abusive ex, who is a gang member, has heroin running through his system, bursts through her front door and starts threatening her. What are you gonna do? and your children. (laughs) They counted 17 rounds in his body. So she just goes to her bedroom, she gets her home defense weapon, which was um, a Draco 9, um, AK style pistol, Mm -hmm. and she she pulls the trigger. Uh, She should. As she should. Don't mess with mama bear. No, no. And thanks to the Second Amendment that protected her right to have a gun and to use it to defend herself in her home, um, she's alive today. Thank God. Um, the prosecutor didn't quite see it that way. So the prosecutor is charging her with first-degree murder with premeditation. I don't know how you premeditate someone breaking into your house. That's kind of a stretch to me. It beats the dickens out of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> but they asked why, and according to the prosecutor, the reason is because of the number of rounds she shot into the guy. The, the drugged out gangbanger. The drugged out gangbanger. Probably was right. still coming at her round right. after round. Right. Which, which, I mean, you talk about any self-defense situation, you want to shoot as many rounds off until the threat is stopped. Yeah, that's what any firearms instructor will say, shoot until the right. threat is Especially, neutralized. Especially if somebody's drugged out of their mind, they're mm-hmm. going to be... You know, coming at you with everything they got. Right. Yeah. So. And I tell you what, if somebody comes through my front door, I'm unloading the mag on them. Exactly. Saying, yeah. And she had rounds left in her mag. She did have She didn't left. even do a full mag dump. Nope. She did nope. not. She seemed like she did everything I right, mean, shooting until the threat display. was stopped. That the trigger is sensitive. It's stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So yeah, um, she's being charged. She's being held held without bail. Mm-hmm. She does have competent legal representation, which is which is always a start. Definitely. Um, and. National Foundation for Gun Rights is backing her legal team. So we made 
an initial contribution of ten thousand dollars and we're really hoping to do more so but that's going to depend on the support of gun loving patriots stepping up to defend um, her right uh, to use her weapon in self-defense in her own home. Right. So, what, what can the viewers do to help out? Go to gunrightsfoundation.org slash donate. Um, so, yeah. Those donations are all tax deductible, They are all tax correct? deductible, yes. You bet. That's exciting. So it'll be for Teresa Bragg, that's her name, mm-hmm. and for people like her because we get, we get these cases in all the time. And, yeah. you know, our finances are dependent on the generosity of gun-loving patriots. Definitely. So the more, the more you contribute, the more people like Teresa we can help. Yep. Great stuff. All right. Moving on, we have some breaking news this last week out of the fourth circuit hannah can you tell us about that yeah too? so this is actually some really fun stuff so the fourth circuit which is um, the carolinas uh, virginia west virginia i think maryland as well uh, the fourth circuit just ruled uh, that 18 to 20 year olds have a right to buy a gun a Ooh. handgun awesome so makes sense <laughs> <laughs> you would think it's yeah. weird that it takes a court to say that it adults can exercise their right. second amendment rights but Right. So back in the 60s, the federal government decided that uh, juveniles buying handguns without the permission of their parents (laughs) were kind of a national security threat. (laughs) So they said you can buy shotguns, you can buy shotgun ammo, you can buy rifles, rifle ammo, but you cannot buy handguns. So um, actually, this was another uh, girl, uh, underage girl with an abusive ex. And she works on a horse farm, if I recall the details correctly. And she needed a weapon just in case he showed up. Yeah. So, but she cannot buy a handgun, you know, because of the federal prohibition. Mm-hmm. So the court ruled, um, and I have a quote here from the ruling. Despite the weighty interest in reducing crime and violence, we refuse to relegate either the Second Amendment or 18 to 20-year-olds to a second-class status. Amen. I said it better myself. I know. Right. So obviously, now, obviously, um, this is the ATF, who's a party in this lawsuit. So oh it'll boy. be, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be up to them if they want to appeal the ruling, which we expect them to do. Sure. So, right. um, but if they appeal it, uh, this is on the tr- on track to go to the Supreme Court, and we'll be there as well. Yeah. Outstanding. We also have a bill in Congress from uh, Representative Thomas Massey in Kentucky, um, HR twenty eight ninety that would repeal the ban on uh, handgun sales to 18 through 20 year olds. So uh, we're monitoring that as well, but uh, definitely some good news out of the fourth circuit. So it's um, kind of one of those unthinkable things. You can take, you can go to join the military. You can carry a weapon. I was 20 years old serving in Afghanistan strapped with a M16 and a 203, but this single mother on here Mm can carry a pistol protect her family. Right. Right. You can even vote when you're 18. Exactly. So, great stuff. Well, I think that wraps it up, but we want to thank Hannah Hill for joining us today. Um, And we invite all of you tuning in to support the National Foundation for Gun Rights, help out with these cases, and make your tax-deductible contributions to help save the Second Amendment. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, folks, the next segment on this show is from the vault where Tyler and I get to play with some of the fun toys that we keep in the vault here at National Association for Gun Rights Headquarters. What do we get to play with today, Tyler? What we got in front of us here is a Barrett Model 99 chambered in 50 BMG. Big gun. Yes, exactly. Is that what BMG stands for? Yeah, so this is a single shot bolt action bullpup, so to say. Um, I don't know much about it because I'm 
<laughs> don't play much with 50s, but it's got a really big muzzle brake on it. Yeah, it does. Call it massive. Sometimes they say huge. And really heavy barrel. But I love that it's a bullpup. I don't yeah. know why it just makes it seem really, really neat. But, uh, yeah, we definitely just took this one out because it's really, really cool, and we thought you guys would like to see it as much as us. What yeah. do you think, like, the nothing fancy would say philosophy of use of this gun is? Uh, shooting through refrigerators <laughs> at your neighbor's house because there's an intruder behind it. <laughs> through the wall, blow your dog's brains out, and, like, drop the engine out of your car. <laughs> but, I, well, I was, I was thinking Terminators. That, you know? Yeah. If, if you're preparing for the Terminators... I think this is a great place to start for yeah. a, for an anti-Terminator gun. So if I, you're in I the think market, it, I think it's a really great CQB gun. CQB. It yeah. is a bullpup, so you know yeah. for taking it through through buildings and right. shooting around corners and stuff, because it's a bullpup because the action is in fact behind the trigger. Right. To make this tiny little gun, you know, keep the, the overall length nice and reduced. Right. But it's it's, it's definitely badass. a cool gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's badass. But um you need to slap a scope on it or some sort of optic we were saying maybe an RMR would make sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Just keep <laughs> keep the weight down, you know. Yeah, exactly. But uh truck maybe it's a truck gun perhaps. Yeah. Obviously we like to have fun here and but uh <laughs> we like to have a good time. We're we're keeping it light. So um <laughs> yeah, cool gun. Yeah. Um Barrett is just a cool American-made firearms company, right. and so, uh, check them out. Go yeah. get yourself one. Do it. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this show <laughs> because we're just uh, getting out of control here. But we remind everyone to visit nationalgunrights.org um, and support Hannah Hill and the National Foundation for Gun Rights at gunrightsfoundation.org. Um, click below for the links to get your free Tap Rack Bang instructional stickers. Yep. And if you want to become a literal frontline defender on the Second Amendment, go visit um, the FLD link down below. Become a frontline defender today. Get yourself and a flag. Get yourself for a flag. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That that ought to offend your um, your snowflake neighbors flying the frontline defender flag. It's got snakes and guns on it, and it's yep. really badass. Exactly. So, so you should do it just it for that. Yep. That'll yeah. wrap it up. So wrap it up. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and hit that Liberty Bell so you'll be Woo! notified whenever Tap Rack Bang posts another video, another podcast. And with that, we'll see you all later. Can we end with two claps and Ric Flair? Reset. We had a good transition there. Yeah. That was really, yeah. We had a smoother transition than Bruce Jenner. <laughs> I don't know why.